So for me, it was standing against that yellow bar. Mm-hmm. I remember just behind, just to get my head on the bar. I remember the first game I went to with my dad and my uncle. They're both quite big set fellas. I remember being in there, being tiny, stood against this bar, and thousands of people chanting and screaming, and there's pies and all sorts flying everywhere. They were, they were three nil up at half time, and I remember stood there feeling absolutely terrified, but the safest place in the world to go because I was mm-hmm. between my uncle. I think that might be the, that might be my first ever memory as a Chesterfield game. Though it was um, my uncle turned around to me and said, "We may as well go home." You should never lose from three 0 down at half time, and they ended up drawing three three. So we didn't quite lose, but we did throw it away. It was classic Chesterfield. Hi everyone, uh, Dave here. Welcome to a little bonus episode of Legends of the Spy this week. Uh, not with the player, uh, something a little bit different. Uh, but it's a project that's really captured my imagination, so I really wanted to uh, get him on the podcast and share the little project that he's doing. Uh, I spoke to Matty Greenan. Uh, now, Matty's a lifelong uh, Chesterfield fan, uh, bought up watching games uh, over at Saltergate, which we've had a little chat about. Uh, but he's now a stone carver working in the uh, Hope Valley area. Uh, he's completely self-taught in terms of carving stone and makes these absolutely beautiful uh, carvings that he showcases on YouTube, has an amazing community of people who he's taught how to carve stone and he does these amazing longer projects as well that he streams live. So this weekend, um, uh, information coming up in the podcast, uh, Matty will be uh, carving the Chesterfield FC badge onto a piece of Derbyshire stone. Uh, that's just amazing in itself uh, but after he's done it uh, they'll be raffling off um, the stone carving in aid of the Ernie Moss Foundation uh, you'll be able to buy a raffle ticket for around about £5 I think it is um, and then the winner will get to keep this beautiful piece of art if you keep your eye out on the uh, Chesterford FC social channels uh, and on 1866 and places like that you'll hear about how to be able to get a raffle ticket and they'll be available for a few weeks and there'll also be the uh, all the links in the show notes below uh, should you want to see the stone carving in action uh, this coming weekend. I had a chat with Matty about this whole project and the whole background to it all so here we go hope you enjoy it. How does this all start for you then, kind of where you started in terms of carving stone? So carving stone, yeah, I started um, probably nine years ago carving stone, but before that I was a dry stone waller. So I've been a stonemason for 15 years mm-hmm. um, and I was building a wall away one day and a customer said to me, is there any chance we could stop this wall? Because I want to put a nameplate in. And I was young, I had a young, young family. And anyone who's built, ever built a dry stone wall, no, you don't get paid unless the coping stones are on top of the wall. Right, yeah. So <laughs> I get paid until the wall was complete. So me being really brave and said, I'll tell you what, can I ever go doing the carving? Because I wanted to get paid. I didn't have any money, a young family. So I went away and I got my dad's wood. I took my dad's wood chisels and a hammer from his shed, went back to my own house and started carving away on this piece and absolutely ruined his wood chisels. <laughs> but made a half sign for this customer and they really liked it. Then next door said, can we have one? And then before you knew it, the, 
local driving instructor had passed away and said, could you make a memorial stone for him? Wow. And it just spiraled from there. So I started practicing more and buying proper tools and venturing into carving alongside dry stone walling until they kind of, they overtook each other and became more of a carver than a dry stone waller. And then I set up a, a business. So does being a dry stone waller help you in terms of becoming a a carver in terms of the feel of the material, I suppose? Yeah, so I'm a letterist by trade now. I would say that is my job now, um, which is weird because I'm dyslexic. So I carve letters for, for, well, I used to do it for a living. Now it's a hobby. Um, but also being dyslexic, which I always find a little bit amusing. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it does. I think it means you understand the basic bits of stone. So when you're dressing stone with a hammer, you understand how it breaks, you understand how it works, the tightness of the grain, what to look for. So I think it definitely lends itself to it, yeah. Is it more... Uh, is is carving a piece of stone more about being quite... having bits of dexterity with it, you know? Because you, obviously you think of it as something that, when you're dealing with stone, it can be something that's quite brutal. But I, am, <laughs> but I imagine it takes actually quite a lot of dexterity yeah. and, and like softness to it as well. Yeah, so when I'm teaching people to carve, um, it's weird. So you want to hold the chisel. So I've got this pen in my hand here. You want to hold the chisel, and you want to be able to feel the pressure at the bottom, and you want to feel the pre- you want your thumb on the chisel, so you can feel pressure on the top and the bottom. But in the middle, it needs to be kind of loose. Mm-hmm. So you need to be free moving, and you need to be able to feel the stone and feel the chisel and be able to move a bit. And you're holding the hammer, and you're just tapping really lightly. So it's nothing too big and aggressive when you're carving letters. Um, I carved a poem what was 500 letters and they were all 6 mil and I used a 4 mil chisel all in lowercase so you just tap 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 in a way so you've got to be really gentle and really soft and know whereabouts to move and what bits of stone to move at the right times so yeah it's not about busting up big pieces of stone it can be but not really when you letter it <laughs> so is it in the family then in terms of working with stone and things like that or being quite good with your hands yeah I'm, yeah I'm good with my hands that comes from my dad um my dad was in the forestry commission growing up and he used to drive around and go i built that dry stone wall i put that gate in because when they were on the forestry they were doing all sorts they weren't they weren't just forestry work um dry stone wall in yet working with stone it all comes from my dad really mainly i used to watch him carve a lot he's really good with wood so i used to watch him carve with wood not letters um but he'd be making stuff like fireplaces like wooden fireplaces he'd make a surround at home or if we needed a new bookshelf he'd make it mm. so i've learned a lot from there using my hands with my dad yeah mm. great so, so how did how did the youtube channel and everything come about then what at what point did you feel like this was something that you really wanted to to share and give people a uh kind of a, start doing a bit of teaching and stuff like that i got tricked into youtube so when i had the business and then we had all these customers coming in and say to me you should film this, or can you film this for me and my family? So if I was making a memorial or then or mm-hmm. outside something, they'd say, can you film it? And I want to show my family. It's all been handmade from this stone basin in Bamford. The business was based at the Hope Valley Garden Centre, um, right in the middle of the Peak District, using Derbyshire stone. They wanted it filmed. And it was just said, no, straight away, no, no, it's not happening. Then my daughter said to me one day, I'd like to start a YouTube channel or a Twitch, a Twitch account. Right, I think yeah. it's very similar to yeah, talking about English literature and books that she likes. She said, I'm not brave enough to do it. So me being me said, 
if you do it, I'll do it. So I bought myself a camera. I went on Amazon, I think it was. I had this camera delivered. I recorded my first video. It was atrocious. But then I got it ready and said to her, I'm ready. Now, if I'm going to do it and be brave, you've got to come and be brave. So I uploaded it. That was two and a half years ago. She's never uploaded a single video, and I'm 150 videos later. So <laughs> it's um, tricked into it. But then also, if I'm doing something, I want to, I want to kind of do it. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to do it quite well if I can. I want to give it my best. Yeah. So my plan was to get to. I wanted something what was wasn't an embarrassing amount of subscribers. I wanted a couple of hundred subscribers to say we've got them. And now I think we're all like just over four thousand. So it's kind of grown a little bit. Yeah. And that act of actually sharing something is quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. I, I yeah. kind of enjoy it because obviously I started doing uh, just talking to a few footballers in lockdown. And purely for me, it was just because I kind of wanted to talk to them. And it's like almost like how can I trick people into talking to me about <laughs> football careers? Oh, I'll put it online. Um, <laughs> and yeah. then it was really nice how quickly it had kind of quite a good reaction. And then you find yourself doing it as a regular thing and it's kind of becomes part of your life what you do each week have you kind yeah, of found yeah. it the same way yeah. yeah definitely i love teaching people i love there's nothing better for me than i make a video um so i've made lots like say 150 videos where someone will watch one and then they'll send me a message saying um i've just carved our first i've just carved as a house sign or um my um, I said my dog's passed away and I've made him a memorial which is not which is quite morbid but actually it's quite special that they've gone on they've found the video they've carved it and I'm teaching people using basic tools you can find around your house or the best tools you can buy on the market and they send me a message saying how they've got into it how they enjoy it they didn't want to start off being a stonemason or a letterist and then they've been inspired by the videos make it look, they say it comes across quite often so they make it look so simple and it's so down to earth the videos that they just want to have a go. And then they mm-hmm. found themselves a couple of people who really suffer with their mental health have bought themselves a stone carving kit for twenty pounds, um, just the chisels and the hammer. And then this carved down, they find themselves in this really relaxed state and they really enjoy it. I get some really nice comments um, weekly. I get daily get comments, but some what really stand out each week where you're just like, yeah, I really enjoy this. I love teaching people. It's from all over the world. Lots and lots of people. Yeah. It's an amazing, and then they send you pictures of it, and you're like, "Wow, I feel a bit a part of that." There's a guy in Texas who's just done a carving for his motorbike club, never done any carving before, till he started watching my channel, bought himself some stuff, and now he's carved it and it's hanging up at his motorbike club. You feel a little bit connected to that. Yeah, well, that's a brilliant way to have a like a positive impact on the world, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's just and- uh, it doesn't sometimes doesn't have to be. A huge thing in many ways, but you can make a positive impact on people just by yeah. sharing the smallest things, really. And art has that amazing ability, doesn't it, to um, to be a, a great calming influence on people and a way for people to um, yeah. kind of feel at one with themselves, I suppose. Yeah. So how how if if I wanted to go out now then and and kind of have a go? Yeah. What what would I need to start? First thing you need to go is watch my YouTube channel. Yeah, go on, what, what, you've got a chance it's, to name drop now. Yeah, the Stone Ranger. <laughs> Great title. Yeah, yeah I've mixed my 
background of a stone ring, uh, the stone mason and my new world of a peak park ranger kind of morphing mm. to go. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so you don't have to, you don't have to buy anything really. So I, like I said, I started off with a, a claw hammer and a wood chisel at my dad's shed. And there's such soft stone out there, like a Portland limestone or a Maltese limestone. You can buy really cheap. Some Derbyshire stones really cheap, really um, soft. Sorry, so and you can carve away. Just have a go and carve away. Mm-hmm. But I've done. I did a vid- video not too long ago reviewing the cheapest stone carving kit online, and if it was thirteen and a half pound delivered to your house, and they've sold loads of them since. They're getting them. Lots of my subscribers have sent me pictures of them carving with them. Um, and they're great. The quality of them is really great, especially for the money. So people can pick it up for less than £15 and you can have a go. So you just need a piece of stone uh, and a really cheap carving kit, really. And what's the best way to start then? Is it doing straight lines or is it doing, uh, you know, how do you start? Yeah. Um, so I, when I'm teaching courses, so I teach a lot for the Peak Park of like we have groups that come in and we have like a Christmas special and we'll do some carving stuff. Straight lines is great, but what I like to get people to do is carve leaves. So they hand draw a leaf on. So we get a book about all different uh, leaves, like autumn leaves, and then they freehand them on and draw them, and then just go for it. So you're getting a bit of everything. You're getting a bit of the curvedness of there on the leaf. You're getting the straight lines in there without really thinking about the straight lines because you, you think you're carving this leaf, but what you're gaining is a little bit of experience everywhere. It crosses up. It crosses over so much while carving the leaf. And then I do something called a 40-minute carving. So you can draw a flower and then you've got 40 minutes and just go for it. And it doesn't matter. You're using old scrap stone and you've only got 40 minutes. So there's pressure on. It doesn't matter if you make a mistake. It doesn't matter. Because if you've got all day to do it, you're tapping and going around. 40 minutes, you go at it. You can fly off all directions, but you learn what actually what you can achieve with a chisel and a hammer because you're on the, you're on the clock. And it's a great way to say, I didn't actually realise I could do this. I actually have one I did in 40 minutes here. Um, I've not set this up, actually, but it's on my desk. So I can show yeah, you. Yeah. So this is a 40-minute carving. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. So then you carve it out. Um, and then, But you're gaining so much there. So when it, when I first started, I'd be in my shed just carving. I just wanted to carve. It was I just put my headphones in and I just wanted to carve. I'd listen to a football match and just carve away. So I think, right, I've got 90 minutes. I'd go in at half time, refill my pint of tea, and then go back to my shed and carve and listen to the other half. Um, and I just watched that. But then it became a business. So then there were commissions to do lots of commissions. And then I had 15 products what sold all day, every day. And we shipped them all over the world. We sold so much in America. It was unbelievable. Um, so I've had to carve the same things. Then, so I was, I was forced in what to carve, so I didn't get to choose every now and again. I'd throw a little bit of a tantrum and go, Right, I'm carving something I want to carve, and then go off and carve something. And then we'll take a picture of it and we'll put it on our social media, and then it'd become a product. So it'd be like, All oh, right, I've created a, another one to go on the list. <laughs> um, and that so when I when I stopped the business, I was starting to fall out of love with carving a little bit, mm. so because mm. I'd because you turn a hobby into a business and it's a real fine line and then you're doing all these commissions and all these bits. So I stopped it, kept the YouTube channel going on in the background, but slowly, it didn't take long because I got to carve what I wanted to carve again, the passion came back for it. Mm -hmm. So now that's why I'm carving the Chesterfield badge. But I've carved all sorts of different things. I even did a job for Pink Floyd 
um, did a nice, I did a brick in the wall on a piece of stone. So I had to make wow. one red brick um, and I bought a whole ton of red um, stone to make one red brick. So I've still got loads of it in my yard, all this red <laughs> stuff. I need to find a project for it. But if anyone's got a project for a ton of red stone they want me to carve, okay. I've got one. <laughs> it's from St. Bees. I don't know if you know the quarry at St. Bees. Right, yeah. The sea wash, uh, water and it kind of, that's where the redness comes from. Ah. It's good still. Yeah, yeah. So so then you're, you, so you're carving the Chesterfield badge in, yeah. I mean, we're talking now on the 25th. So you're carving it in, what, a week and a half, something like that, is it? week on Sunday, yeah, the 4th of February. I'm going to start about 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And how long do you think it's going to take? Um, five or six hours. Okay. Yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to prep, I'm going to shape the stone, I'm going to make the stone slope, I'll get it all marked on, and then I'll have it ready on my workbench. In my, um, so I have a couple of workshops, I'm going to do it in my mini workshop at the bottom of the garden. Um on an easel, the lights on, I'm just going to carve away. So yeah, five or six hours, lots of carving, and lots, hopefully someone will bring me some cups of tea. <laughs> and do you start outside in or inside out? Um, no. Yeah, it depends. It was as we're going along, so I'm going to be starting from the outside and moving some material, flattening off the stone because it's quite an intricate badge in places. It's not too detailed, but you've got like the the C and the F overlap each other. So it's getting that quite, that's got to be quite right. And then you've got to kind of figure it out as you go along, which is actually, I owned an old witch badge to call. Is it called the new one or the old one? Yeah. And so I wasn't sure, but I'm going well, to go with the new one. Whichever you do, you can do the other one afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And why? Why the Chesterfield badge? Um, I'm a Chesterfield fan. So Chesterfield's my team, so it was great. I've done a couple of badges before, so I can't say it's the first one I've done, but they were commissioned where people came in and said, can I buy a Sheffield United badge or can I buy a Manchester United badge? So I've done them before. This is the first one I've done for charity. I've done quite a few bits for charity over the years, but this is the first one I've done um, and I get to choose. So I don't know if you um, if you saw it, I put it on the Chesterfield fan page, the social media fan group, and... Um, I wanted to carve something and I wanted to know if there was anyone local, local charity who could benefit from it. And Sarah Moss straight away sent me a message. I was like, well, that's it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. It's a great call for the Ernie Moss Foundation. Yeah. And how, yeah. how's that how's that going to work in terms of uh, the fundraising for it? So they're going to they're going to sell raffle tickets. So we spoke about different ways to do it. We're going to auction it. Um, but auctioning doesn't seem fair because you're going to Price so many people out of the market for it. Not everybody's got surplus cash, especially nowadays, to go and yeah. to bid on something. We don't know how much it would go for, but it's whatever it is, it's um, it'll just price people out of the market. So we want to do a raffle. So we're going to do raffle tickets at five pounds each. They're going to be on sale for a whole month. So they're going to go on sale on the fourth today. I'm carving, mm-hmm. and they'll go until the end of February. Then you'll be able to buy them on the. Chesterfield um, Club uh, website, and you'll be able to buy them. There'll be links all over social media yeah. for the fan drive. So people can just, you'll be live streaming it throughout, so people can just kind of keep dropping in on it or just get completely <laughs> yeah. engrossed in it for hours. <laughs> so I don't want, I want people to be able to see that it's handmade. So I'm taking a piece of raw Derbyshire stone, what has gone from a block of a couple of tonne. It's been cut up, it's been sheeted, it's been polished, it's been prepped. 
Um, and I want people to see how it's made. If they go, if they're gonna if they're gonna go out of the way to buy a raffle ticket, um, I want them to know that a machine. If someone's not programming the machine and press go, it's so easy in this day and age now. We've got CNC machines just to press go and it's gone. Um, but I'm gonna stand over hammer and chisel and carve it for hours. And I want people to be able to see what's gone into it. I want them to drop on, show a bit of support, put a thumbs up on it. Um, just I just want them to be able to see the effort what's gone into it and see how it's made so they know what they're getting. And that video will be there forever. Mm. So whoever wins it, they can show people. They can say, I've got this, and this is how it's made. Yes, you can drop in and out for the whole time. There'll be links. People could go to the uh, YouTube channel now. They could go to the Stone Ranger. They could click subscribe, um, and then it notify them when I'm going live on the 4th, or they could just drop in on the 4th and just have a look. There will be links flying around um, on the social media page. And it's a great opportunity in the days leading up to it to kind of watch some of your previous stuff, like say, have a look at those videos about those kind of cheap kits and uh, and things like that and kind of get a bit of background to it all before you then go live. It's I, I mean, yeah. I, I kind of, there's so much good YouTube content out there from loads of different people that is just um, mesmerizing in many ways. <laughs> and this is another one of those channels. So it's a good chance for people to... Uh, kind of dip in before you go live with the with the badge project yeah yeah go and have a look if you're interested or you want you want to do something so or if you just want to do something in your garden or restore you've got a house sign or a bit of a bird bath anything you've got really just go on you might find a video on there will help you out um you might get inspired to do a bit of carving you might think well i fancy this i'll have a go at this or like i say every wednesday night i'm stone carving with two thousand people from all around the world um and come and just come and say hello. The, some of the members of the channel, they're the nicest people. Mm. They're just they're just people are putting like someone would ask for advice or something they've got going on in life, and they'll, they'll all be all over it, helping out and giving advice. Yeah. It's a lovely place to be. Yeah, and it's brilliant that every every week people have that club that they're part of, even if they live at different parts of the parts of the world. What a great thing yeah. to do! We're doing so. I've got one guy who's an artist like yourself who. Um, draws like Celtic knots, so he's um, I think he's in Denmark at the minute. Um, so he draws um, Graham is called, and he draws the most amazing things. So what I've asked him to do is to draw me a knot. He's going to email me this knot, and I'm going to stencil it onto a piece of stone. But then for anyone who's interested, the four and a half thousand subscribers who want to carve it, I'll also forward it to them. So potentially, so we'll all be carving it at the same time within that week on using whatever chisels you can afford. Like we said before, like really cheap stuff or most expensive stuff, whether you're doing it on stone or wood or you're just going to draw it because you're an artist rather than a, a carver. There could be four and a half piece ball all around the world we're using all different materials, all carving in one design at the same time, all part of this community. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Well, best of luck with it. I hope it all goes as planned. I suppose, I suppose, as you go along with these things, little, little uh, bumps in the road appear along along the way sometimes that you have to negotiate. Bit and start again. I have to start again. <laughs> come five minutes in and it all break, and I'll have to start again. So yeah, we're still you can't rub a piece of stone out. So mm. we'll have to figure it out as we're going along. <laughs>